Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And as always, Calvin's here. Hello, mate. You are right? Hello, Stephen. Yes, I'm calling you Stephen. But yeah, I'm all good, man. Um, I don't really know why, but I think it's just because I'm alive. I haven't got no COVID, even though it's Monday. But Arsenal lost at the weekend. I was actually fine until I just remember, well, not remembered, but just said it out loud again, really. Do you ever feel like that after a result sometimes? Like, it takes a few days for it to sink in and then it comes back and then you're just like, fuck. To be honest, I can't believe you call me Stephen. What That's a way to start the pod. Completely. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people call you Kevin. You're actually saved in my phone as Kevin. When Steph got back from work today, she went, who's Kevin? I went, oh, it's Calvin. I just changed to Kevin and, then, and I can't be able to, to change it back. Oh, yeah, I get called it every day. So, listener, it's just me and Kevin or Calvin today. Uh, Liam will be back next week. Um, let's just get into the game, really, mate, because I'd like to just get out of the way. <laughs> and, and so, hang on. So, basically, what you're trying to say to me is, you just, you're by the sounds of it, you're not really asked doing the pod. You don't really want to talk about the game. So, we'll just call, we'll just say thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll catch see you later. The leads, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the leads. No, I, I know what you mean because I remember texting you afterwards, and it was just like shit um what 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 can we talk about not not a massive amount so i had a little think about it i put some stuff down for us to maybe try and get stuck into like the obvious stuff just the overall performance um i mean we can come on to some of the other talking you know uh, talking matters such as william enough said there um sacra left back and stuff yeah but what do you think of the game steve what was your what was your, your thoughts you know what it was very deflating mate um yeah in many ways, it feels like our season's over, which is depressing. Bearing in mind, it's only February. Mm-hmm. I just think we've lost too many games now. You can't lose 10 games. It's just, well, you, you can, because <laughs> we have. Um, <laughs> you certainly can, yeah. Bellerin said, after Wolves, um, I'll always say that teams are not beating us. Uh, we are losing against ourselves. Uh, you know, after the Wolves result, I was, I was anticipating a response, but there wasn't one. Um, the game was won and lost in essentially the first two minutes, you know, down yeah. to a bit of a balls up in defence. Unfortunately, these things happen in football. It's frustrating, but there's no point in, in sort of worrying about it and overanalyzing it that much. I don't think they've outplayed us by any stretch. Nope. Uh, but then again, they didn't need to because you know we offer so little in attack. How can mm. we have so many creative and attacking players on the pitch and create so little? And I thought I thought it made the made some you know. Big errors. Willian was anonymous. So was Aubameyang. An interesting stat about Willian. He came on in the 74th minute and lost possession five times. Yeah. So that's, that says all you need to know about him. David Luiz came out in the week saying William doesn't need to prove himself to anyone. Well, you know what, mate? Do you talking on the pitch? Because right now it is abysmal. And he's stinking the place out. And, and as for the referees of VAR, we talked about it a lot over the weekend and there was a lot of attention on social media whether you think Lacazette was fouled or he, he made the foul and whether the, the player, I don't know who it was, who found Saka, it wasn't great. And, and I am sort of past the point of really knowing what to say about these, these refereeing decisions because it is frustrating. Um, I think it was just the icing on the cake on a bad day at the office. Yeah, I think you pretty pretty much summed it up spot on, Steve, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'm just going to have to... You're welcome. I'm just going to have to touch on the David Luiz coming out and defending Willian. Look, an ex-Chelsea teammate and a 
an ex-Brazilian teammate, both playing Arsenal. Um, look, he should know, or any player should know, that if you go to a rival, and I'm not saying necessarily that Chelsea are direct rivals with this, well, actually, they probably are when you look at it at the minute. Um, they're a little you mean bit Crystal Palace? Crystal Palace are more our rivals at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean Chelsea. Until recently, Chelsea weren't playing very well. A bit of FIFA. They're not miles ahead of us in the league. Um, they're eight points now. It's not massive. Um, we, were, we, we were potentially, you know, had an opportunity. I think we, we surpassed them at one point. Yeah, we did. No, I think we did very, very briefly. Um, but yeah, back to that David Luiz. Look, I can kind of understand him coming out and defending a. Probably a mate, let's be honest. Um, you know, you played at Chelsea for a long time, played at Brazil. They're, they're obviously close enough and he, he feels that the f- criticism is unfair towards his friend, which is, do you know what? He's like any, look, we've had this discussion, you're entitled to your opinion, buddy. Um, but it doesn't mean I agree with it. And in this particular instance, I, I really don't. Um, I mean, he's been at Arsenal for half a se- over half a season. I haven't seen anything from William that makes me even think start to process the idea that he's a good player for Arsenal and I specifically say for Arsenal there um, because he stinks the place out every week um, I mean I, look I put this down as something we could touch on later on but we're on it now we may as well just get involved in it dare I say he's one of the most uninterested looking football players I've ever seen at Arsenal Football Club um, and that's quite a statement we've had some shit over the years um, but it's just the application as well. I mean, we saw Ozil, but you know, at least Ozil showed some touches of class, even if he wasn't that interested. With William, I see nothing. I don't see a man wanting to take a player on. He jogs around the pitch. He just doesn't look interested. Um, I said it, his confidence was even shot after the last. It wasn't. Was it the Man United game? Yeah. Where he, I said, you know, he took a touch with. It just didn't even look like a professional footballer taking an opportunity. To be honest with you, I've seen Sunday League players take that opportunity hundred times better than that man. Um, he deserves every bit of criticism he's getting. But for me, and I'm not here to bosh Arteta in any way, he keeps putting him on. William doesn't pick that, you know, he doesn't say he's coming on as a substitute. I know he's got a job to do when he gets on there and he's paid to do a job. But how many times at professional level do you want to see, you know, chances given to William? I haven't seen anything. Everybody, you know, I've touched on this before. Everyone said he had a good debut. Bollocks. You got a lucky in assist and a corner assist and then one other assist. You didn't play that well in that game, really. Fulham was shit earlier this season as well. Let's just let's just have that right. But sorry, you're gonna say you're gonna say something there. Well, you think we're over halfway into the season now. We had the same conversation about Pepe recently. Uh, and to his credit, he, he has turned his form around. I don't think he was particularly great against mm. Villa. Uh, moving Pepe out, out onto the right, it just doesn't work because he's so pitiful. <laughs> but as, as for Willian, I don't understand what's going on there. For, for me, the obvious choice was Martinelli, or you've even got Sabayas. You've got you've got players who you know are hungry and who are gonna. They might not deliver the best performance, but they, they've got the right attitude. Whereas Willian just stinks the place out. Awful. Do you think that like, maybe Edu's sort of having a word in Arteta's ear, saying like, "We need to try and make this work," because. It, it just strikes me as very odd. because any- It's really odd. It's incredibly odd. I think you've touched on something there, which I've thought of too, whether it's Edu or Arteta, both trying to push their own, not agenda necessarily, but you know they both push for this deal to happen, right? To our knowledge. 
whether that was Arteta pushing it already. Um, They're trying to make it work, aren't they? Which, don't get me wrong, we'd love, we'd love that, but it, it, you sign a dead horse. It's done. You signed a dead Yeah, I mean, I've never... Actually, I'd say I've never... I think, yeah, I just think his legs are gone. I don't think there's anything there that... And again, actually, but even if there was something there, why are you persisting so so heavily with a 32-year-old player? I think that we're... We've been doing this for the last number of years. I've touched on it on the pod before. So let's just stop trying to plug the gap. Let's just admit that what we've got and what we've done over the last number of years are William-type deals, and they just don't work. You're trying to look for the quick fix to get back to the Champions League, which, guys, we're not near the Champions League. And as you touched on, actually, and this is something you alluded to, was William coming on basically meant that Pepe had got shifted out onto the right-hand side, where we know he's not good. That's been... a bloody obvious since he's joined we've just moved him over to the left hand side what happens he's been playing the best football he's played Arsenal football club since he joined and the bit that really gets my goat the most is why on earth are you changing that to compensate for a 32 year old piece of shit um and the, the the game died a bit for us when he did come on and I know that's really harsh and I know I text you afterwards just saying how frustrated I was with William and your immediate response was right you know, it's not all on Willie in this game. Absolutely not. But again, just show a bit of application. I don't see anything from... I don't even see facial expressions from that man. I've never one seen thing, him really. One thing I will say is when I was texting you, I was half cut. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was quite drunk. Yeah, that makes more <laughs> That's sense. probably why I wasn't so angry, because I mm. was sort of drinking. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was angry after that game, because again, it was a weird one. Like, if you look at the last three results... It's been a different sort of feeling after losing, hasn't it? Compared to what we got used to towards the tail end of Emery. And, you know, if you look at the early part of this season, it was just flat depressing watching Arsenal, to be honest. So that's one thing I like to think is the frustrations back. Because I do think we haven't... Look, we haven't played amazing in these games from an attacking point of view. But overall, I don't think we've played terribly. Like, I don't think we deserve to lose that game at the weekend. You know, let's all reverse back to just before Christmas, Jesus Christ. I mean, I think we're all incredibly depressed talking or watching Arsenal or whatever, anything Arsenal related was just not a good place to be, was it? Then we went on a nice little run and things started to look up and I stupidly, I think even last week or the week before, said we're out the corner. I can regret that, don't I? Because I think we're back in it again now um, after the, the last run of results. Well, I think, like, I don't know. think about our position, right? We are 10th, right? But then the teams below have all, have all got games in hand. And if, if Leeds have got two games in hand, so if they beat us, you know, we're back down to 11th or 12th. You know, you, listen, we're not going down. I'm not saying that. Um, no, no, no. We're well out of that. I, w- <laughs> I will admit, I will admit this. Before Christmas, I was genuinely concerned about... Same. Where we played him, things have changed you know, significantly. Tottenham are mm-hmm. along the league. Tottenham are completely out of out of the top race. I think they're over. They're over about, they're about fourteen points off the top spot, which is uh, makes life one a thing, terrible. Absolutely, one thing guaranteed: Spurs are going to Spurs. What and then Arsenal are going to fucking Arsenal on the side of it. Spurs are going to say we haven't had us in tottering day for a few years now, have we? No, Jesus, not. It was just a given, wasn't it? Every season for so long. Well, I remember, I can't remember what year it was, we were about 10 points behind him. We eventually uh, went above him, I think it was like 2012, 2013, maybe. I can't remember. Hmm. That was when you knew things were slipping, when, you know, we, we were no longer in title races. We were you know, pushing for top four. And now we're, we're not even pushing for top four. No, I don't. And again, everybody's entitled to feel how they wanted to feel. But for me going into this season, it was never a Champions League conversation. 
ever. People say it's one of the best seasons because it's been so open and competitive. And from a neutral standpoint, it has. It's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like you look around, yeah. everyone's beating everyone. Yeah. But the quality, and it reminds me very much of the season less than the Premier League. The quality and consistency of the top teams has been abysmal. Like where mm. we are, uh, how Chelsea are doing, Liverpool have been. I mean, Liverpool have, have, have lost five games and drawn seven. They were literally unbeatable last season. Uh, Leicester up there again. Man United have been pretty average, but they're second. It's anyone's game. And I think the fact that it's been so up and down and, and, and we're still down in 10th is, is slightly embarrassing because I think realistically with the squad we've got, we should be doing a lot better. Mm. No Do, I should caveat what I'm saying. I don't think Champions League ever entered my mind. I thought, look, I had an outside thought possibly if the stars mm. fucking align. Say that. If, um, we'd have, if we'd have won the last two, we'd be three points out of, of top four. So... Yeah. Obviously, we've lost yeah. them both. <laughs> Arsenal yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what I guess I'm trying to say is maybe maybe it's just my negative mind. I've got this part in my brain that goes, if you if you expect the worst, anything you get above, that's pretty fucking positive, right? Not the other way around. Um, I think the hope has burnt me so many times as an Arsenal fan. Maybe I was just like, I don't know, maybe I was just trying to be a little bit realist- realistic. Is you know, Arteta's first full season again. I've said it to you a number of times, whether it's just on text or talking about the games. I just think this season was always going to be a bit weird for so many factors, COVID, no fans. I think there has been a flattening out in quality across the league, which is why we're seeing so many um, so many mixed results. But like I think I've said it to you before. I'm not sure, so correct me if I haven't. I'd be happy with qualifying for Europa League next season. For me, I've, I've said it a few times. I want it... Look, ideal situation is qualifying for the Champions League fucking happy days right sometimes you just got to be a bit more realistic and I think that if we could muddle through this season and ship out all the crap that we've wanted to ship out for the last number of years yeah have we done it the way we wanted to absolutely not because we've made no money at all it's just the Arsenal way um, but I would have been happy enough to say get rid of the crap rebuild this summer which again is going to be interested to see how that goes and I've said it to you a few times I'll assess Arteta at Christmas this year Christmas coming for me is when I think we'll have a very good idea of what this Arsenal Arteta team will look like. Um, because yeah, I think we've we got. Need, I think we need to be very careful about where we finish this season because it, we spoke about it today actually over text. If we don't make Europa League, it's all well and good Arsenal fans saying let's have a season out, but that's a lot of money. So with the current, with, with with COVID, and and the, the massive loss of revenue. Not being in Europe, you know, is going to impact us so so much more. And I think mm. we are sailing very close to the wind here. Um, and it, it does worry me that although it's been a great window in many ways, because we have got rid of a lot of dead wood for what we paid for those guys and what we've going back is it's terrible business. It's frightening. And the fact that we talk about you know we've moved past that. Well, Willian is is a prime example of. We, why we've not moved past that. David Luiz was at a contract last season. We kept him on for a year. I, I just always feel like we're going for the cheap alternative. And 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 we've shown that with, with, with Willian. We always knew it was going to be rocky under our tail. We knew it was going to take a while. Here's a question. How many seasons do you think it will take? Or when do you see Arsenal back competing consistently, back at that level where you know we aren't just yo-yoing up down the league? What level are you saying here? Back I'm to getting not, into I'm that. I'm talking top four. I'm talking like going for titles. 
Because often, oh, Jesus. So yeah, you're not going about being consistently top four. You're honest. You want us to be back in that top two, basically. Jesus Christ. I don't know, mate. Like, how long's a piece of string? Um, and I think this will have a good. Well, I think we'll have. If you come back to me at the end of this year and ask me this question again, I'll probably have a. Hopefully, hopefully, a better response. But right now, I, I don't know because there's still a lot of work to do there. Um, I don't like how soft we've become as a club in general, by the way, just yeah. on this. Because like, I know this has been spoken about on, on various podcasts and written about to, to the hilt. And that was, um, we, don't, we don't get up in the referees' faces anymore. We don't question, we don't question as much, you know, the decision that go against this. Like you look at opposition players, you know, they you know, surround referees. And we used to do that a lot. Is that a sign of the times though? Do you sort of look at it and think, if that's your team, oh, God, that's embarrassing. I have some respect. No. I, I mean, look, it's, it's a balancing act, isn't it? I'm not saying that you need to be up in people's faces and that's, you know, Granit Xhaka's been um, ridiculed for this, just showing passion in the wrong way, if you know what I mean. There's a cop-out, if that makes sense. But, you know, I just, especially when it's stuff against us. Go men, like everyone does it against us. Um I don't want to go down, you know, into the, you know, the referees are against this sort of conversation because I think, look, some of the decision making in the league in general for every club has been pretty fucking shocking, and especially since Vars come in has made it worse. Weirdly, you know, celebrating a goal, for example, because you're like, shit, is it going to stand? Well, what are they going to find this time? You know, I know we're going off a little bit off subject here, but do you see uh, the sending off for Suchek for West Ham at the weekend by any chance? Yeah, oh, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Oh it, my god. Which I don't but really I'm not surprised. You were running this game to the ground with your bad referee every week. No wonder people are getting upset. Mm. Just, just, just want to put out there. I would never send their threats because I'm not an idiot. No, absolutely but not. I, but I'm not at all. I'm not surprised. I don't go, oh my god, that's shocking. I go, oh yeah. Pe- Unfortunately, people are people take it to the next level. People, yeah, yeah. people I'm care t- maybe a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, people are stupid, mm. and you know, I think it's disgusting that they're doing that, but. It's no yeah. No, no, no. They should never, like, we're, just to be clear on the podcast, we never condone death threats, racial behavior, homophobic behavior, anything like that. But no, Jesus Christ. But at the same time, like, you know, I know we briefly touched upon this scapegoating with, with Liam on the last pod. And I obviously then dropped the following day of, you know, that image of uh, David Louise's red card being upheld. And then there was the chat from um, Southampton whose, whose card got overturned. So I think that's a political thing. Honestly, do I think there was too much at stake if they changed that? Because the Man United game, the game was was done and dusted. I I think mm. the the red card in our game had such an impact on the proceedings. I do find it interesting though if you've noticed the trend over the last couple of weeks after games that our players are coming out and screenshotting certain aspects of decisions. Have you noticed this at all? Yeah, yeah. Bellerin did it. Um, Xhaka did wow. it. Then deleted it and then reposted it without the picture of him and the referee. Gabrielle and I think David Luiz posted Lacazette did as well obviously really for cool. the... so you know what but it's all I don't know do it on the pitch isn't it anyway moving on uh, the, the, moving on and moving back to the game let's try and look at a few of the positives I thought um, Matt Ryan's debut went pretty well he yeah. looks pretty solid signing yeah I was happy uh, and that's about it <laughs> we'll finish the podcast there shall we it's funny because after the last part I was worried that we might see Runison in goal um, I was really happy to see that Matt Ryan was in there and I thought look he's unfortunately got that horrible stat now hasn't he that he 
conceded his first Arsenal goal without even touching the ball. <laughs> That's just the most Arsenal thing you're going to hear. Um, but no, I thought, look, what was he outstanding? No, he didn't need to be. Um, but what he did need to do, he did well, I thought. Um, he just looked like he just looked pretty safe and sound. Experienced. Like, I never had a concern. He was an issue. No, uh, not at all. Which is great, right? As a keeper to come in and Ed Davy and not to feel nervous about him at all throughout that game, by the way. The I was happy with that. Yeah, I was happy yeah, with that. The issue was at the other end. Yeah, it was. It's gone back to that kind of pre-good run of form where we're not as bad, but we're just a bit not. We're not ruthless enough going forward. We're not. We're not breaking as quickly as we were, uh, and exploiting. We were, you know, we're not exploiting the space, and we're allowing them to set um, defensively, which makes it incredibly hard to break down. But I wanted to touch upon a Bamiang. Mm. I know he's just come back um, for a brief spell. Yeah. Off. His family. I think his mum. His mum wasn't very well. But his form has been so bad this season. I don't want to be too critical of him because in many respects, you know, he has been our best player for years. And, you know, without him, who knows where we'd be? And I think he's earned that respect. But this season, just as a general observation, he's been awful. He's, he's been... You've got your answer to that earlier question, by the way. Where would we be without him? Well, that's it. So he's earned that sort of respect. But at the same time, this season, he's been... It looks, he looks great. Shadow of his former self. I think mm. we spoke about it before. I think up front, um, in the summer, we need to see a new centre forward coming in. Um, mm. I think Lacazette's sort of coming to the end of his career now. I think Aubameyang as well. You know, they're all very old. And yeah, yeah. Um, Balogun, yeah. I've not, I've never seen the guy play. Eddie, I think needs needs to go out on loan. So I think we really need to invest there because it's an area that. We you know, we always talk about the number ten role, but for me, it's 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 that centre forward role where, where we're lacking. I'd listen yeah. like a shot, someone like that who yeah, just you can just produce goals out of nothing, and we haven't got that at the moment. No, I was just looking how old is Eddie and catch He's twenty one at the minute. Because um, you're saying he should go out and loan. I don't know. Like I don't know. I just we we've had the conversation. Like if I'm being honest. Like if, if I was being brutal, I'd, I'd probably sell him on. I mean, how many players have we had come through the youth levels and really make it as a striker at Arsenal? I, I can't really remember um, many, to be perfectly honest with you. But I'm trying to think of, like, Ian Wright. I'm not comparing the two by any means here, so so don't panic. But I'm just trying to think. He was a late bloomer. Um, These sort of things do fit. You know, maybe maybe it might be worth sending him out on loan. You think but, you Push this argument for anyone. You could, yeah, you could play true. It about, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You could say, "Oh, what if? What if this? Yeah. Football's all ifs and buts." Of course it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, gambling, isn't it? It's gambling on That's your intuition. And what I, I'm blowing him out, and then I'd go out, and if we if we have the money, I mean, that's that's where I'd be putting the money. And a number ten, and a, and a proper striker, because I think defensively we look all right. I think we've got some good players. We've got a lot of young talent coming up. We just need. A proper goal scorer because we ain't got one right now. Just to be cutthroat, mate. With, with what you're saying there as well, like we need to go and buy another striker. I think just yeah, let it go. Take what money you can, and then say to Balogun, you're, you're off the bench next season. Next season, if you really want your contract, mate, come prove it. If he's because still, apparently though he's been demanding like sixty grand a week. Ridiculous. Bear in mind, no one's ever seen the guy play. So, and we've seen him a couple of times in Europa League. Um, That's agents say these days, mate. You know, they get yeah. for the money, and then they think they're Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Anyway, let's let's uh, look ahead to the weekend. Uh, Legion United travel to the Emirates. What day is it? Is it, is it it's Sunday. Home? We're this the Super Sunday game at half four on Sunday. Love a Sunday game. Um, how are you feeling about that one? Don't know anymore, mate. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> you know what? Leeds are such an interesting team. Like they they score for fun, but they concede for fun. If you look at their stats right there, they scored thirty six, conceded thirty eight. You know, yeah, it's mental. There's no sort of in between with them. They're either going to beat you four 0 or they're going to lose eight 0 It's yeah, crazy. Um, they are the neutrals choice as I like to call them. Um, if you want to watch a game of neutral football, Leeds United is generally what you're going to go and look at. Because like you said, it's usually goals scored, goals against. They, do you know what? Fair play to them. They've come up into the league this year. I remember thinking it when we played them in the FA Cup last year. They're a Premier League side. Uh, I didn't think they'd do as well as they did in the Premier League. Because I think, look, to be not, you know, not behind us in the league, but to be 11th this stage in, uh, and they've got games in hand on every single team below them, it's not terrible at all, is it? No, they've had a good season, honest. But I think the way they play, you can only maintain that that intensity for so long. And, you know, that that's what's really hindered them in, in, in coming up to the Premier League in recent seasons when mm. they've burnt out. And I think that's that's an issue for them. Head-to-head, though, it's anyone's guess. It could go any way. Um, it's very much a case of what Arsenal team turns up, first and foremost. And then also what Leeds United side turn up because like you just even with Arsenal like I'm sure you get this people that don't follow the team you know when you're having a conversation with them oh, do you think Arsenal will get on this week and you're just like to be honest with you I really just don't have a clue <laughs> week on week really I don't know what I'm going to get from Arsenal and I'm sure on, Leeds on paper the game should be winning but means jack shit anymore um, on paper yeah possibly. I mean, what paper are we looking at? Are we looking at the league table or that piece of paper or what? Because <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm looking at it. Just, literally anything could happen on Sunday. Anything. Could be 3 all. Could be 3 0 Arsenal. Could be 3 0 Leeds. Arsenal going to Arsenal. So, Steve, do you want to maybe leave it there? I mean, look, it's been a short pod this week, but we kind of thought that's how it would be. We weren't overly keen to do it, to be perfectly honest. Oh, and sweet. This is for you, the fans. This is for your ears. <laughs> all, all, all two listeners, me and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, me, you and our missus. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just leave it there. Um, and if you've made it this far, half an hour or however long this is going to be, as always, look, we just want to say massive thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Um, as always, we really appreciate you joining us uh, on our latest podcast. We hope you enjoyed the listen. Unfortunately, look, the listen can only be as good as the result sometimes. Uh, so we apologise for that. But we'll be back, myself and Steve, uh, and also Liam will be coming back onto the show after the Leeds game. Cheers, mate. All the best. Cheers.